0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Moonlit Scary Stories. We are your hosts, Skylar and Cameron, and we will be telling you guys about, I will be telling you guys about Jennifer Short and her story.
1: In this podcast, we need the disability of language that may not be appropriate for all ages and to some may be offensive. The content we go over in this podcast is recommended for mature audiences and a trigger warning due to the content consisting of murder.
0: All right. So this cold case, and this will be more than one episode due to the longevity of it and the case. So the case still has no answers really still to this day. And it's been 19 years since this had happened. Um, Start actually in August was 19 years. So almost a two decade old case. To begin I will start at the beginning talking about the case about what happened uh, what they've what they find what the investigators find and the next part will be where we leave off today there may be a third part of just theories and clues that the FBI has because they are still trying to find the killer so they're still trying to find out who did this to this family so I'm hoping that you know, just to let you know that if you have any clues, if you are, if you know the case, I uh, know we, we grew up with it. Um, we've heard mm-hmm. our families talk about it.
1: Yeah. So my family had their own theories as well.
0: Yeah. So like, and we'll get, and I, I'm like, my fiance does too. And he, he, he's grew up with it and he uh, talked about it when we were, I was researching everything for it. So we're going to begin in Henry County, Virginia. So in 2002, the population in Henry County was based off the census, and it was around 57,930 people that lived there. And in Bassett, which is a providence inside the county, there was a home, uh, there was a home located at the time, only 1,100 people in that community uh, lived there. So, in Bassett, in Virginia, Highway 220 runs from North Carolina into Virginia. So, there is a single-family home that was occupied by Michael and Mary Short with their nine-year-old daughter. The Shorts were known for running their successful businesses, and little Jennifer was a star athlete at her elementary school. They were known around the community as the picture-perfect family, so... They thought that nothing could go wrong. But today, what's left of the home is a mailbox, a gravel driveway, and an overgrown lot where this brick home with a garage, built in garage, once stood. So on August 15th, 2002, so 2002, that single family home that was once there was turned into something no one in the community thought that they ever fi- would find at the family's home. When a worker of Mr. Short walked in and saw a horrific scene and then called the police, Lieutenant Spence, who was called on the scene, says that it haunts him to this day, uh, this case. And he don't want to call it a cold case because he still wants to find who did it. Michael and Mary Short were shot in the head, were found shot in the head with a single gunshot. They found Michael in the garage with the door open where he laid to watch TV with a bullet in his head. And then found his wife, Mary, in their bedroom with a single shot to the head with the covers on top of her. Were both they looked at, yeah, both had looked to oh, have been, of <laughs> well, you know, you're good. Uh, both had looked to have been sleeping, actually. Uh, that was a good question because ah, I asked the same thing they actually said due to the blood splatter there was um, at the murder scene that, that it looked to have been sleeping. And there's, there's pictures um, that I grabbed from Crime Watch that uh, shows, you know, Michael with his face blurred on the couch, and then they show Jennifer's room, which um, I'm about to talk about because uh, Lieutenant Spence knew that the family had a nine-year-old daughter because he was from the community, uh, I'm I'm pretty sure he was from the community itself, and Jennifer, which was Jennifer, so Jennifer was nowhere to be found in the house. In her room, which, get this, this is the only thing out of place in the whole house. Her bed was moved a few inches from the wall, and her pillow was out of place, laying in the floor. Other than that, nothing, and soon the investigators would find out that absolutely nothing was out of place. So,
1: the yeah. pictures you have you have one of her room too
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah we'll post that on our insta or hopefully i'm going to try to get it posted to the youtube video as well that we get um, mm. but yeah and twitter, yeah, and twitter tweet tweet <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so you know where where was jennifer
1: um so i have a question real quick yeah So, the parents looked like they were sleeping, and it seems like the the killer came up on them by surprise and then killed them before they even noticed what was going on. So, how come, one, like, if the killer got one of them and shot them, wouldn't the other one wake up due to the gunshot? Because it seems like maybe Jennifer might have woken up and you exactly. know yeah
0: no I get disturbed I get where you're coming from like I that this is what literally me and me and my fiance talked about is you know could there have been a second person could there have been because I mean if I I mean granted we have dogs so they would wake us up first but if it was just us and our, our child in a house so the, and I have pictures of the house as well so the house on the Looking from behind the house, uh, the picture that I have is the garage is on the right and it's brick. And then it it has a door, um like a lift door that goes up and down. And then I guess considering that that error of house of them building houses, I would I would think that they would go from the garage into the kitchen area, I guess, and then the family room and dining room, and then there would be a hall possibly their room and then they said down the hallway in the back so I guess Jennifer's room was down the hallway in the back because there probably been a bathroom or a cupboard or some type of towel closet or something inside the home you know before you get to her room so I it seems like they I mean to me reading back and researching it it seems that there might have been two people but I'll get on. I'll talk about more later about who they kind of suspect and stuff um, before they, you know, before they figure out where Jennifer is. So they they did have a suspect, and I'll talk about it later. But yeah, I think there was there were there. I don't know unless they unless they had a silencer on the gun. I mean,
1: yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah, could have had a silencer and just came through the garage because they said the garage door was open. So the killer, the suspect probably, you know, walked through the garage, shot Michael short in the head. And because his he would be facing the garage door and he was probably asleep because he didn't have no, like, movement or anything they said. Ooh, and,
1: Wouldn't it make more sense that they went through the house somewhere else because the garage door would have made a lot more noise and probably woke him up?
0: Well it was already open though. That's what I'm saying. So I think he, he had left it the open. garage
1: door open when he was out there.
0: I'm thinking he fell asleep watching TV
1: with the garage this, door open. That sounds yeah. ridiculous. But okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. I I like it gets it gets it gets more. It like the <laughs> people who who point their fingers at other people at, like that we were talk, we'll talk about later. It's kind of it's kind of suspicious. Like it's yeah. but um that was a good question though uh police so police scoured the home in and in and around the home jennifer was nowhere to be found so she's eight years old like we were talking about she's scared did she hear the gunshot and run and go hide or what happened because her room was only the only room messed up and put myself in back in my nine-year-old shoes I would be freaked out to where I would try to hide in the closet or hide in the bed or try or if I had a window in my room I would try to get it up and go run to the neighbors which this is Bassett Virginia so you know neighbors is maybe 1 mile away from each other cuz it's not they're not on top of each other's houses so I don't know I don't I don't know I don't know I would be scared today.
1: Yeah.
0: But After that, investigators comb through the house. Every nook and cranny, they gather gather evidence and clues of what was now a double murder case. So Lieutenant Spence himself said that he stayed in uh, the house himself collecting evidence with forensics for around three weeks. Mm -hmm. Uh, He quotes that they fingerprinted everything down to the walls. Uh, He mentioned that... So he mentioned that that he mentioned all this on the crime, uh, crime Watch episode and they actually wanted to see if they could find something, they could lift a print off or some type of clue that they could find. They also, get this, they also found out that someone had cut the phone line to their house. So whoever did this would know how, about phone lines and to be equipped with a tool to even cut a wire, phone line. Um, But this is the kicker. They didn't cut all the phone lines. All the phone lines were not cut. Only the specific phone line that needed to be cut was cut. So someone with electrical work or knowledge had to have been one of the clues to who did this. Uh, You know, I personally cannot. Does that match up
1: later? huh does that match up to someone later
0: well see i'm still i'm still researching actually all the tips because the fbi has so many tips um and they're still getting tips apparently to this day and i'm pretty sure the 20th year next year there has to be something that's that comes up because they still haven't found the killer (laughs) like I'm so astonished of it taking 20 years when this recent case that we've seen in the news, it's shot to everybody and it didn't take no time, which we'll get into, we'll get into the timeline because I I have a timeline actually that I grabbed from an article and I'll, and after we, after you hear the story, I'm going to give you the timeline of everything that happened um, to, because the house even burns down, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> um but so you know electrical work. Also, Spence stated in this episode that investigators pulled a twenty-two caliber shell casings, a rifle, a shotgun out of the home, along with a six hundred dollars in cash and a blank check. So not a robbery. Hmm. Cause I mean, thinking about a robbery they would have taken stuff that was of value and if it was a robber that did it they would have to they would want to grab the valuables or if they were awake he would have had um arsenal for a little bit to shoot whoever came in because no offense to our viewers but in the in the community small communities in the country you don't walk on no, nobody's property without making your presence known because you will get shot
1: yeah it's a big deal (laughs) like
0: like it's just something that happens in the in the country it's just you don't go on, you don't walk on people's property if you have to walk on their property you knock on the door and you say hey can I come on your property
1: (laughs) (laughs) because bam (laughs) yeah growing up if they didn't know whose car that was or who was walking up it would definitely be a conversation and then yeah it's just not something you do people are heavily armed in the country
0: yeah and honestly walking into somebody's house i mean i i would to this day walk in somebody's house without them without knocking just because Mm -hmm. like they can they have guns they have guns in every part of their house and if somebody comes in (laughs) (laughs) bye-bye so sorry i sidetracked a little bit but after all this after they you know found that the valuables were still in the home the henry county sheriff's department collected a thousand pieces of evidence now lieutenant spence in the interview said quote normally in a case like this it would be a rough estimate of 50 to 60 evidence bags from a crime scene they collected a thousand
1: and they still don't know who killed this family And
0: yep and somewhere in the evidence, they thought they would find it, but they came up cold. Like everything in the evidence turned out to finding nothing that was collected. But, you know, it was 2002. So we were 11 and thinking about 2002, you know, nine eleven just had happened like that last year. So the Sheriff's Department most likely ran a lot differently than it does today because they were just... Learning these new ways and techniques of doing a crime scene, uh, reports say that there was a lot of traffic in or around the home, so not a lot of evidence may have been used just due to the amount of traffic and maybe contamination of the scene. Because they said uh, in one uh, interview, they Lieutenant Spence said that they had three different groups of forensics in the home. So I don't know, if, you know, in that era of times something like that happened today they they would just have head department departments in the crime scene and then they would gradually let people in um, so yeah I don't know it's just I, I just don't see how they could swipe for <laughs> evidence and fingerprints and come out with nothing still especially a thousand bags of evidence I right, guess yeah
1: maybe it was all contaminated
0: well yeah i mean possibly it possibly could be because lieutenant spence did say the crime scene was one of the largest in the history of the county the state and as well as his career because i mean i could see that because it's only 57 plus thousand people in henry county and yeah i mean at the time that kind of case you didn't you didn't Read about a lot about a family getting shot in that kind of in that community at least you you like because I know you know the community and I've I've went drove roads in the community it's not the type of community that they would hear of a family getting shot. Well, nowadays it's
1: everywhere, so doesn't yeah, surprise yeah. me anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're right, <laughs> but so they do this evidence and lieutenant spence you know knows about their daughter jennifer and michael and mary had passed passed so the only thing to do was find the killer and find jennifer was the most important thing
1: so, so it the looks search- like they were whoever was there they weren't robbing the place it looks like they were after jennifer specifically
0: I mean, when you first look at it, that's that was one of the first things that came to my mind is that maybe they just, it was a kidnapping, uh, you mm-hmm. know, maybe it was just, you know, they wanted the girl, that's it, or maybe they were trying to hold her for ransom, because I they mean, the sure. yeah, that's true, but, or maybe they tried to get her and had to kill the family, I don't know, I just, I just don't see somebody in that county, though, I don't know. It had to have been. It had to have been planned, just because either someone was mad at them or they wanted to cause pain to them. I don't know. I, it it I don't had know. to be
1: malicious. Others, they specifically want certain people sometimes, and then they go after them and they yeah. take out whoever's in their way. Yeah, you're right. Maybe, maybe I not. I don't know. <laughs>
0: All right. (laughs) So the search is still underway. So a huge effort was made by close departments of the county, he said, the region, the rescue squads, and just volunteers from the community searched for nine-year-old Jennifer. So they mapped out, they plotted a huge search area in and around the home uh, because maybe she had ran away from what she saw or heard or maybe she was a victim as well and they just dumped her body. They don't know up to this point. So for miles they searched and in an interview uh, the Wayne County Sheriff at the time Lane Perry uh, stated that he started the search as well and everyone's hope was that they'd find Jennifer alive and okay and hopefully hopefully they were praying that she ran away from the scene of what happened inside her home. Um, You know so they bury Michael and Mary know jennifer they continue to search for the killer and the nine-year-old they even set a reward and a hotline for information on the murderer and where and if they've have any if anybody in the community had any clues was is to where jennifer was as well as the search parties the number of search parties they said grew um during that this time in that this investigation I did come up with a person of interest that was the worker of michael short and who who is known as chris thompson uh, he has he was pretty much a maintenance worker for the sh- mr short and he had been with mr short the night before and the one who found the couple shot in the head so they looked heavily at mr thompson due mm-hmm. to most cases you know the last person that sees the victim usually is guilty usually is the murderer you know in that case in this one at least it was it was not um at one point they you know like i said had three uh forensics teams in the home they had over a thousand deputies he stated And he also said they even at one point black out all the windows in the home, spray luminol, which luminol for our listeners, you know, if you don't watch crime shows or crime watch is it's a fluorescent liquid that highlights blood and other fluids that might have not been seen by just the naked eye. And it shows up and that way they can swab, they can take pictures, they can take, you know, they they can at least try to find more clues. And that's just on me watching CSI and other crime shows. <laughs> but um, they didn't they, turn anything up? No, nothing. They did, though, profile a murderer or, or suspect. I should say a suspect as someone the family knew, like you said, you know, because the gu- due to the gunshots being so close to the short's um, head so with all the evidence all the help with the outside uh, outside of the state personnel even fbi you know all of the all of anything you can imagine they were helping uh, they were stumped on this case with a double homicide a missing child and no clue as to what took place so it goes back to were the shorts hiding in their lifestyle was it drugs could michael and mary been involved with something that would have brought this violence into their home? Was it debt? Was it an affair? Anything, any view, or any kind of topic the investigators came up with, they searched, and nothing was found. It was only to be found that this was a loving family, and it was no known cause as to why someone would do this to them. Um, I don't know if you heard this rumor or not, Cameron, but inve- while investigators were investigating every Every kind of point that they came up with, they heard rumors that Michael Short was not Jennifer's biological father.
1: Yes. Oh, so, yeah. That was a yes. big, one. That was a big yeah. one around.
0: So they end up pretty much resuming the body of Michael Short. Exhumed. So Exhumed. Ex- ex- sorry. Um, so a few weeks before, uh, just a few weeks after, I guess he was buried. They get his body and they took a DNA test and they found out in fact that he was the father of <laughs> nine year old Jennifer.
1: So, I just like
0: more. I just thought of Mari when I did that, so I sorry about too. that. Sorry about the viewers to that, but yeah. So I, I heard about it, but I didn't even know they did this. Like this, I was, new to this, yeah, I this
1: was, was new. yeah, this was never to told that it was confirmed he was her father. I was always told that it was possibility that he wasn't and that could have been the reason why she was kidnapped and they were killed but no one ever said oh wait he is her father because they checked his DNA (laughs) yeah see
0: that's what (laughs) yeah exactly so it 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 just stumps me that they still haven't found who did this but um this is where I'm gonna put a pause in it because what happens a few months, a few days later, no one would th- that would even think about. So, for you, Cameron, I have a few questions. Okay. So, <laughs> what do you think up up until the up until this investigation right now? What what is your depiction of the suspect?
1: Hmm. Possibly someone who knew the family. Um. Maybe knew the house, because they obviously got in and killed two people without without a struggle, it seems. Um, and I think that they wanted Jennifer. I don't know if that's true or not. Maybe it was I don't maybe it was a feud or debt or something, but why would someone come in and kill the parents? And not kill the child as well if this was related to something like like an affair or something. Like yeah. the whole is Mr. Short, Jennifer Short's real dad. That kind of made sense with the whole kidnapping thing because then it could have been her real father taking her. But they ruled that out. So yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, there were theories as I was growing up on who it was. And I'm kind of still thinking that this was that person because it's still pretty um that's pretty much what was talked about but i don't know so we'll see we'll go over the suspects you have and stuff and see i don't know
0: (laughs) yeah it's it's literally to me it's i'm i when i started the only reason i came up on this like to even idea of this episode for this case um is me and my fiance talked about it because we were talking about, you know, just like stuff we've heard, or if we've heard the same stuff about stuff. And, you know, he, he actually was kind of bummed that we, he, we were recording before, uh, after he went to work, but hopefully he'll come into the theory episode or something, but he, he has his views and his little, his, he believes some stuff that, you know, I kind of, it kind of he He might be hot on the trail, he might be the next dog and <laughs> bounty hunter. I don't know, oh <laughs> but <my gosh>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love dog anyway, so he uh he so we've talked about it, and I have my suspicions and researching it now and looking like in depth about it where like why my thoughts are. Why would they do it to a family that was known to the community as just a loving family? What did they have against them? Like, they had to have had something against them, or they or it could have been somebody that just I guess was mad at them. I don't know. I mean, I just I just don't understand how it how it was planned to say, hey, we're going to kill this family. We're going to take their child and do so whatever, you know, whatever to her. And then just whoever did it either got lucky or was very smart of covering their tracks because I'm still stumped on a thousand bags of evidence that was collected and there was no no hair no saliva no fingerprint no dandruff no b- footprint like yeah yeah that's crazy that's yeah so just uh, make sure you guys tune into the next part of this episode for this story. And I'm going to hand it off to Cameron to tell you guys about our media, social media.
1: Okay, so social media, Twitter, we're at Moonlit Scary. Instagram, we're Moonlit Scary Stories. You can email us or message us. and We are at Moonlit Scary Stories at gmail.com and we'd love to hear from you guys if you have your own theories or want to correct anything that we might have gotten wrong during any of our podcasts or add to it add stories to it anything like that we welcome Um, but you can find us on those and we'd love to hear from you guys
0: awesome and just let me put this in there that if you do have any tips to this case fbi hotline is always open
1: (laughs) yes if you know something it would be great because this is almost 20 years of no one knowing what really happened awesome we'll see you guys later and
0: bye for now
1: bye